Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. So today we get to listen to the second half of the interview that we did with David. David was adopted from Guatemala in 1984, and he has not only an amazing adoption story, but an amazing adoption perspective as well. His insight is something that I cannot express how important it is for not just members of the triad, the adoption triad, or people that are interested in adoption, but I think it's a message that everybody in society today can learn from, and I'm really excited to be able to share it. Some questions that that I have I'd really like you to, to talk a little more about is your sister, was she the same race as you? Oh, no. She was, uh, she was white, uh, Caucasian. Um, she came from a Caucasian family. Okay. Um, so she kind of like fit in the mold better than I did, um, per se. I mean, I never felt like an outsider really at all. But there are some times people look over and just, we'd go out to dinner or something. They'd be like, the three of you? So my dad would be like four. And they'd be looking around for the fourth person. I'm like, no, it's me. Hi. That happens every now and then. Mm-hmm. How did your parents teach you to deal with that? And was when she was adopted and, and she was the same color as your parents how did that make you feel uh, and mm-hmm. um, i just kind of that's one thing they never they were really, never really like talked too much about that or went over that with me just i just kind of learned to go with it and i didn't really let it try to bother me as much as possible it, it is what it is it couldn't change nothing i know who i am and my parents love me and my sister loves me and we're good to go there and uh, i'll never forget you know, when my uh, sister got adopted um, that day, her, my sister's grandparents, her natural grandparents, came over and they handed me a toy truck and a toy car. They're like, we didn't want you to feel left out. Uh, on that day, and that, that made me feel real special. Um, like, that would be real good just to kind of like break the ice, you know, for another adoption. Like, she's getting adopted, all the attention's on her, but the siblings do go through something too if they're kind of older and know what's going on. So to have that, just a little peace of mind is really cool. That um, is really cool. Yeah. You know, would just, you ever consider adopting yourself? Uh, yeah, if it came down to it, like I think it's a wonderful thing. I mean, like, like I heard you talk uh, talking in some of your podcasts about a stigma about it, and I just couldn't believe it. Just, uh, 
people were afraid to give up their child. If they were, there was fear, maybe not good enough to do that or whatnot. But I mean, it's one of the greatest. I mean, the situation at hand, if you're thinking about adoption, it. I mean, you're giving yourself a chance, and I wasn't sure about open adoptions either. I didn't really know a whole lot about them until I, I spoke to um, someone about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been kind of interesting to know, like growing up and getting to know your birth mother as well as having your adopted parents. That would have been really interesting to see. I, I never really thought about that. I think open adoption would be a, an excellent way to go too, for peace of mind for everybody in the, everybody involved. Yeah, I, I, I believe that that's one of the more beautiful kind of changes in adoption that has happened over the past, you know, 20, 30 years, which it looks like you were probably right on the cusp of where the open adoptions started really becoming prominent. But uh, I agree with you 100%. I think it, it's fantastic that more people are knowing their birth mother and their and often their birth father as well as their adoptive parents and there's that whole relationship with the adoption triad but you have such a great perspective you don't look at it like oh i regret this you just well it is what it is and i'm going to move forward it's awesome and i think too adding on to what you said ron is when you have an open adoption, open adoptions as a general rule allow for more transparency. And when you have more transparency, that also brings more information to the adoptee and gives that information, like David, you were talking about, you know, medical history, what to watch for in terms of um, genetic, you know, predispositions to certain diseases or so forth. So I do think that that's important. Unfortunately, in a lot of international adoptions, even today, there aren't a lot of open adoptions. Those are still, the majority of them are closed. Sometimes you can get more information now than you could in the past, but it wasn't like an open relationship with, you know, if you have a, a birth mother here in the United States and she's placing a baby for adoption and she has an open relationship, that would look very different than some kind of a, a rare open adoption internationally where it may just be, you know, minor communication, if any, because like I said, I haven't seen one. That doesn't mean there aren't any. I just, it's not. Yeah, common. yeah that's something that might've been cool. But uh, I think it's best for all the parties involved just because I, I had a talk with my friend the other day and I think that's that's the best way to go is have them involved from the very start and the peace of mind for her just as much as them, make it a real special moment for everybody. Back in the 60s, people probably looked at open adoptions like, oh, that's something that could never happen. Maybe more open international adoptions will be something that uh, the industry starts doing in the future. I hope, you know, I think that would be amazing for you or for people like you to have been able to have a relationship with their birth parents. Yeah. And there again, I got lucky. I have this, I have this giant three page, four page uh, key in front of me telling me, um, what happened to me? I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get that. They don't have their birth certificate or why they were given up, and they, they, they don't know. They're sitting there in their heads. But, I mean, I couldn't help but tear up and start just, I just got so emotional reading that my mom had given me up for adoption for a better life, to give me a chance and for better education. And I had gotten everything that she'd hoped for, everything. So if I could go back and just talk, or if I could talk to my mom and be like, Mom, it's done. You, you thank you so much. Everything you wanted came to fruition. I mean, I can't just can't thank her enough. So, so what what other kinds of things? And if if it's private information, you don't have to share what they are. Okay. But just what what type of information is in that report that you were 
so lucky to receive? Oh, it just it told me what, the day I was born, what hospital I was born in, what municipality, city. Told my my mom's full name. It's a uh, I got her whole first name on there. Her birthday. She was thirty one years old, and that's when I found out I had no father because it said father was was not there in the picture. So um, all that information was. I mean, those people don't get that on that were adopted. They don't. They don't know that kind of stuff. Down to the hospital. Down to the time I was born. I was born at twelve oh eight a.m. on December twenty eighth. My daughter was born at the same exact time on August 2nd. Does it say in there if you have any other siblings, biological it, siblings? Uh, it does not. Is that something it's that cool. you're interested in? That would be too. When going and listen to your podcast, like who else is uh, going back and listen to a couple of your podcasts, like who are your brothers and sisters just to know where they are and that you were related to them. And I did think about that growing up. But I, uh, when I was younger, I knew what my last name was. So I started looking at all the Gonzaleses. That were brown. I'm like, is that my brother? Is that my sister? <laughs> and then I learned that they're a bunch of different countries. I'm like, wow, that was ridiculous to think that, but you never know. Well, you know, I mean, Kelly grew up thinking that when she found her birth parents, she would have been a princess. So it's not that ridiculous. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yes, that was cool. And that was really cool. You, you found this and, this, and that you've done this for somebody or for people. That, yeah. You're just so special in, in your own right. And I, I've never heard of this before. And then when it did, I was like, oh man, to have that option and to just let it be known what's going on and up front and for and the parents to know what's going on. And you guys are very special people. Thank you. Just, so tell me a little bit more about your adoptive family. And I know that you don't have a frame of reference, just like I don't have a frame of reference because I was always adopted. I don't know any other, any other way. But what do you think that your adoptive parents did, and I'm putting in parentheses, right? In other words, what made you so secure in who you were and being adopted in a time that it wasn't often discussed. And and again, I mean, I'm unfortunately older than you, but when I was <laughs> when I was growing up, it wasn't it wasn't really discussed either. And so what did your parents do that made you so secure in who you are today? Um, I, I remember my mom telling me um, it was a fight. And um, once my mom had told my dad's family, or I'm not exactly sure what side of the family it was that they were adopting from another country. And I was going to be a different skin color. She got, she got a little bit, she got some looks from the family. Like, really? You're going to do this? But she didn't care. She kept fighting along no matter who judged her. Like, she was just so comfortable with it. And from day one, she told me, you're my little baby boy. I love you so much. And that's the, she made me just feel so comfortable. And just, I can talk to her about anything. And just, I mean, I don't know if that there's a super right way or a book to follow growing up. But, I mean, there was always on top of me about stuff I had to do normal I had to do chores and uh, everything I mean I grew up in suburbia America and Denver from the time I was two to 24 and uh, I had great friends and great great family I always I had a house dogs cats sister I went to the same school for years I mean supposedly is the way you're supposed to do it everything just felt so comfortable and I, there were so many times I felt like I was just not a different colored person's skin um it's like, I hope the world can see one day we're all just human beings, not just not based off of our looks. Do you think that there was a reason that your mother waited until 
somebody pointed out that you were adopted before she discussed that with you? Yes, she said she wanted she wanted me to come to her so she if I had a question she could, she would come and she wouldn't hide anything and uh, let me know. She thought that was the best way to go about it. Um, I thought that was a great way to go about it too. Um, I've heard people that were adopted it was hidden from them for a long time. If you're the same race, it's a little bit that would be easier to do. Um, since we weren't the same race, to try to hide that would have been kind of silly. No, it's just. I felt that was the right time to do it. And I would definitely say, do not hide it. Just be upfront and very forward. Cause I mean, that made me feel better than anything. Just to know what I was being hidden or it was being lied about. That would have been a little more difficult to deal with emotionally. I hear people waiting to tell their kids for a while that they were adopted. But the sooner the better. They ask. My situation was a little unique because I was a different color skin. So that's why I think she waited till I came to her. I would definitely suggest they're old enough to know what's going on to, to let them know. Yeah, you were adopted. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so it sounds like you really had, like, the perfect childhood. I, I did. I, yeah, when I talked about it more, I just think that, man, they were always there for us. We were always in school. And then I, I, as I grew up and I started talking to other people, and, oh, did you do this? Did you get to go to the, the beach this time? No, we never went to Disneyland. Oh, you didn't? My parents couldn't take us there. Oh, like just certain things like that, like going to the amusement parks, just going, just going to the park at some points. I, I hear parents couldn't even take their kids to the park. I was totally blinded by the life I had. Like it was, it was so good. I mean, I had a big graduation party when I was 16. All my friends were there and I, I got a suite at the, at the baseball game at Coors Field in Colorado. My name up on the scoreboard, just stuff like that. Wow. I can't. I mean, as much as I complained when I was younger because I didn't know any better. Oh, my friend has a TV in his room, and I don't. That's not fair. Mom, you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those, those were my issues. Which I look back now, we're, we're really, they were just so silly to even complain about. I want to say, next time you talk to your parents, give them a thank you from us because they've raised a young man who has a great perspective and, and all kudos to them. It's amazing. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I wish more people would be more open about talking about this stuff. I mean, that's my, that's my end game for everybody. Just it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you just need to be able to talk about what's going on with you and for your own mental health. I agree. And, and one thing before you go, I, I would like to ask you one more question. Oh, no problem. Yeah. And it was actually about this. <clears throat> Why do you, from your own perspective, looking back at your life, think it is important for people to come out of the woodwork and talk about, you know, whether or not they were adopted and, and share their story? Like, why do you think that that's personally important? Oh, I, I, it's really important because it's a part of who you are. It's part of your identity. Like, you, you're adopted and there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, some people just have this wrong idea about, oh, I'm adopted. I don't want to tell people. No, you can just kind of share it and sharing your story and just, will help you just uh, cope with things otherwise. And, and to think, if you look at it the other way, to, that you were lucky enough to be into the situation and you needed to look at that as like, oh man, I need to put a lot of gratitude towards people to take me, that took me and then gave me up. They wanted to try to give me a better life rather than, oh, I'm adopted. Oh, people are going to not like me or whatever they're thinking or whatever their mind is behind it. Like, you put it a different way. Just look at it with the light rather than like the dark. It could change everything for you. Right there, you go about things just a little bit differently. That's another reason I was so glad that you were doing this because I didn't know there's a ton of stigmas behind it. Like the birth mothers had problems, like their their baby, they didn't think their baby was good enough to, to be adopted. 
I had no idea that was an issue. There's so many other things, but yeah, it's, it, the adoption is so great. The situation you think is best to do it, the, the odds are it's probably best, and you're giving a, a child a chance in a different way you may not have. The situation just may not be right for you. Giving, giving your kid a chance or giving that human being a chance is just so wonderful. Just life in general, it's so great. I completely concur, and I cannot thank you enough for joining us. Uh, your story is amazing, and I, I think that you had probably more insight than the majority of people that I've spoken to about the necessity for talking about adoption and, and, and normalizing it and making it so common that, that those that walk behind us won't ever have to, to face any of this these issues. So I really yeah. commend you for that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good rest of your day. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines, and we'll see you then.